Good morning. Welcome to the Dead Three Coaching Podcast. I am your coach and host, George Evian. Welcome to episode 27 on the Dead Three channel. We're well over, I would think maybe, well over 200 on the Leading from the Arch channel uh, that you may also catch this on that a number of people are still listening over there. So I do appreciate all that support. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to keep this to around 15, 20 minutes. We'll see if I can hold true to that. But um, I was listening to something from Ben Newman recently, and he was talking about he's he, uh, Ben Newman's a local St. Louis in here, um, works with a number of professional teams, maybe professional, but definitely the collegiate of Alabama football and Kansas State football and Michigan State football and some other uh, collegiate basketball programs. And I've gotten to know Ben a little bit in that when I see him, I say hello and shake his hand and um, thank him for his content but he had a post and he has a series of posts and I believe it's actually his book that's about to be released and he talks about the title of his book is the standard and the content that he is talking about when he goes and does some public speaking that I want to start with is standards over feelings and actually the last time I saw him I kind of belted that out uh, from a distance to him and he kind of smiled and raised his hand up in the air his fist up in the air um, so standards over feelings. And, and I'm not going to spend too much time on Ben Newman's talk and, and stealing anything from him or anything, but it is just top of mind as I get my day going today. But it's uh, something that came up. Standards over feeling. Here's the example that he gives. Uh, in, you know, I don't know what year it was, maybe four or five years ago. Um, Jalen Hurt is the starting quarterback for Alabama football. And in the championship game, he gets replaced in the fourth quarter, second half, something like that. He's not playing well in the championship game. He has been their quarterback for the entire season. Up until the championship game, second half, he was not playing well in the first half, and he gets pulled out of the game. And Tua, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Tua, the backup quarterback who's now in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins, he comes in and leads them on the second half or the fourth quarter and then ends up completing a pass, I believe, at the buzzer to win the national championship for Alabama. So the next year, so Alabama's now national champs. Tua, uh, Tua won the game on the last second throw. Jalen Hurts is excited for him, runs on the field, celebrates all that. right? But then there's speculation, whole offseason, speculation about who's the starting quarterback for Alabama and is Tua – you know, going to be is better than Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts better than Tua. And he goes back and forth. They go into spring ball and it looks like Tua is going to be the quarterback. So opening day starts in college football in, in late August, early September. And Alabama is playing and Tua is the starting quarterback. And it goes the rest of the year. And I believe I, I, I don't know this for certain. They may have won another national championship with Tua. But the whole year. What would it have been like to be Jalen Hurts is what Ben Newman is talking about. And I, he may have interviewed him or any, uh, some things like that or talked with him because he was involved with Alabama football and he was there and he witnessed it. So this is a firsthand account from Ben Newman to Tua and Jalen Hurts. But what were his feelings? What would your feelings be like if you were Jalen Hurts? Frustrated, dejected, angry, envious, jealous, uh, ego, you know, off the charts. I'm better than the narrative in your mind, like all that, right? Because now Tua's, 
you know, on the cover of all the magazines, winning another national championship, starting quarterback, essentially took his spot when a year earlier you had led them to an undefeated season and the national championship, and you just stumbled a little bit in the championship game, and then you are replaced a year later, and you are relegated to the bench for the entire season. But those are his feelings. Those are his feelings. And then the conversation, I believe, with Jalen Hurts boils down to, no, it's our standards over feelings. My standards, our standards, the program standards are over feelings. So I, 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 I could be upset. And I am upset, but I'm going to not take it out on Tua. I'm not taking it out on the team. I'm going to be a great team guy. I'm going to be a great cheerleader. I'm going to be in meetings. I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to be helping. I'm not trying to get Tua to fail so I shine. I'm not trying to damage or sabotage the program. I am just trying to live to the standards that are instilled here at Alabama football. The standards, right? And now Ben Newman has a book called The Standards. The Standard, right? So now it leads me to a conversation that I had with uh, someone recently and it was about kind of just meetings and as a leader, right? So the, if you are a leader, there's a number of like, we could all say this is the number one job you have to do. This is the most important thing you have to do, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I do like John Maxwell's thought on leadership that a leader is above all else is a person of influence. You are influencing people to go with you that they can do better, that you can help them, that you can support them, that you can navigate these waters with them to help them become who they are capable of becoming. You're trying to influence them towards an idea, a practice, a principle, a strategy, a tactic, an improvement, a goal, a decision, a client. You're trying to navigate them towards it, right? So when I think about this conversation I had, it really boiled down to kind of setting a standard of I am, you know, I hate using the phrase boss, right? But I'm leading you. I'm your boss. You report to me, et cetera. And what that looks like publicly. How are you supported publicly? In meetings, out of meetings, water cooler type things, like keeping it in the family, so to speak. I think it's great and okay and healthy to have healthy debate, discussion, essentially confrontation in certain places and areas and all that. But when we get out publicly as a team in any industry, athletics, software, business, sales, whatever it is, we are there to live the standards and have the standards over feelings. So the thing I'm thinking about is how you are supported as a, an employee publicly by your leadership. And then on the other side, you as a leader, how do you support your team publicly and the conversations you're giving, right? So there are a number of things that I've got kind of here bullet pointed that are important if you're building that up, right? Um, the first thing that I think you have to do is you have to make sure that, again, standards over feelings, uh, stealing from Ben Newman. I always want to, I do steal a fair amount. I take a lot of notes. I listen to a lot of people and I want to give credit and, uh, and I'm not coming up with most of this stuff by myself. Um, in terms of some of these phrases, but I really like the standards over feeling. So what kind of standards are you creating? What kind of culture are you creating that you are um, supporting, um, accountable to? What is the culture? What is the environment? What are the values 
you as a leader, you as a team organization, what are those values and standards that you have put in place that you are accountable to? And then making sure that you establish a supportive environment in all of that. As a leader, have you created a culture or an atmosphere where team members feel safe and supported? Now, the safe word is, is rolling around quite a bit and having these environments that people are, you know, feel free to and safe to fail, safe to be vocal, safe to disagree, safe to challenge, safe to think different, all that. Or do you have an environment where people are safe and supported? Do you encourage the open communication and respect different and diverse opinions? Right. Let me say this again on this bullet point. What kind of culture have you built? What kind of standards are in place? Have you established a supportive environment? Have you established and created a supportive culture? And do you have standards in place so that people feel safe and supported? Do you encourage communication, open communication, and do you respect diverse opinions that may be different than your own, right? So how are we creating this? Do you develop a culture of trust within your team. Boy, that word trust in conversations that I've had at a, a golf outing here recently where we were talking about the you know cornerstones of teams and um, programs and elite companies and all that and some other conversations I've had, but it's that trust. So you as a leader, it can take years to build and develop that trust and it can take one minute, one meeting, one conversation, one post, one email, one team Slack channel, to destroy all that trust that you've built. Okay. So the other thing that I really want to get to is in a meeting, you know, the, the conversation is that I had was, you know, I was in these meetings and there were maybe three or four people on my team. And then there were people outside the team and there were some management and there were executives and there's all these people right in this meeting. And as the meeting wore on the the environment was such that somebody was kind of getting their tail handed to them a little bit in, in the conversation from somebody outside the team, but nobody on the team really stood up, supported, encouraged, uh, you know, deflected, took the bullets or whatever it might be uh, and acknowledged the work that was being done by somebody. Right. So that's a, that's a rough deal, right? So you have a team, you're in a conversation with other people and you're kind of getting your tail handed to you. And that's the, the trust that we're talking about that, we can be out publicly and I, as a leader, have somebody in my group that is getting their tail handed to them and I'm not going to allow that to happen. So it's okay to step in, right? And so the idea is like kind of bullet point number two on this topic of being supportive publicly is to address, address the inappropriate behavior. Now, if you witness or see, you know, reports of disrespect or demeaning behavior towards your team members in meetings, it is essential to address those on the spot, right? Like, hey, I understand you're frustrated. I get it that this you're not getting the answers that you want. But this is what has been said. This is uh, the intent of it. You missed this part of the meeting. You came in, whatever it is, right? To make sure that somebody is there to support you or others and support the team because those are our standards. Those are the standards that we roll by. Our standards are going to be that, and whatever your values, standards, and all that are, but you could say your standards are, hey, we're gonna support one another, we're gonna listen to one another, we're gonna have this great environment of support, 
and we're going to love and respect diverse opinions. And we're going to have a, a culture of trust within the team. And when we're out publicly, I've got your back. You can count on me. You can trust me. And we will be moving uh, towards being an elite organization. And you are always know that when we are out, that I've got your back no matter what. So that's important. So then when it happens and things go sideways for a meeting or you're somewhere else, it's like this. This is a sport analogy. Hey, we can fight and we can get after each other and it can be practice and we can challenge one another and we can go nose to nose and we can do all that. Yep, that's that happens. That's family. You could say, hey, that's our that's our family. It's our competitiveness, our culture. But when we're playing a game and we're out there publicly and we're on the court and we're competing against an opponent and then we're in a in a hostile gym or a field or we're on the road playing, I've got your back. You can count on me. Because when we're competing and it's just us, like we're going to get after it, but we have this, uh, the word that I kept coming up with and kept hearing the past couple of days was care. We have a care and an understanding of one another and with one another and towards one another. So, but when it happens publicly, this is, and it happens in the boardroom happens on the basketball court from the court to the boardroom it happens that a leader can sit there and say hey i understand and i am getting the feeling that you don't like these answers or you don't like the direction or you don't like etc or this isn't going the way but we're not going to talk to one another that way you're not going to talk to him or her that way and you came in late to a meeting or you misunderstood what she said, or we've already covered this, but this is, you know, I, I don't know if you would say this, you know, out, but in your mind, you're thinking, Hey, this is my team and that's my person and I'm leading them. And when we leave this meeting, I want her or him to sit down in their office and know they were supported. So you address the inappropriate behavior. If you witness, let me read this again from my notes. If you witness or receive reports of disrespect or demeaning behavior towards members of your teams in meetings, it's essential to address that. It's essential to address that. You got to confront it. Con confrontation's hard. I struggle with it. But if you're going to sit in that chair, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to, then you got to be able to have difficult conversations. But you firmly have to emphasize the standards over feelings. Man, I understand that you're upset. I get that this you're not getting the answers that you want. But we have a standard. We have a culture. We have an environment where we are always emphasizing the importance of treating everyone with respect and understanding and the idea that everybody is doing their best. So we're not letting this happen. I'm not letting this happen, right? So I think those are important, right? I think the other thing is you, you, you have to, so kind of these bullet points, you have to establish that environment. They have to know up front, and then you need to, every meeting, every talk, everything, you've got to make sure that those people, how do you leave your people? How do you leave people? That when that meeting's over, when that conversation's over, that you have this and people are walking around going, man, I am supported. I am encouraged to have open communication, even if it's different than the leaders, that there is a culture of trust here. Some of the other bullet points, you know, lead by example. You have to show your team members how to protect and advocate 
and be an advocate for others by demonstrating respectful behavior. There's Gary V's got this great talk where he he's in front of his executive management and it seemed like there was a lot of people there. Uh, and he's talking, let's say to 40 people. He was like, I know there's ego and I know there's things you want to say. And I know there's feelings over standards and all this. He's not using those words, but essentially what he's saying is I expect you to be this way because I treat you that way. I expect you to treat people with care, with gratitude, with, um, thankfulness with all that because that's how I lead you. So let me read this. Show your team members how to protect and be, and be an advocate by others by demonstrating respectable behavior and listening to their ideas and concerns. So when you model the desired behavior that they can reciprocate it to other people, Hey, I, I do that for you. And if I do it for you, I expect you to do it for others because that's how we, do it. So I'm going to lead by example. Hey, we're going to care for one another. Standards over feelings. Ben Newman. We're going to care for one another. We're going to listen to one another. We are going to respect one another. We are going to put our standards over the feelings. Man, I don't like, man, that person wears me out or that person doesn't know what they're talking about, or I should have that position. I ha should have that parking spot. You know, I need to flex here so I can be more seen, more heard, more noticed, more recognized, more acknowledged. And I need to have all that. No. We're going to lead by example. This is about us. This is about the team. This is about getting it right rather than being right. Okay. And then, you know, the other, the, uh, you know, those are the main points, right? But I think it boils down to establishing the culture, the supportive environment, making sure that your team knows that you're trusted, leading by example that, hey, I treat you this way. You're going to treat others this way. It is addressing inappropriate behavior. It is protecting your team publicly as much as possible. Standing up for your team. If a team, let me read this. If a team member's ideas are dismissed or belittled during a meeting, it is essential to intervene and support them. You have no idea that when you're in these meetings outside of your team, publicly, publicly, I, I really firmly believe that you have to understand how you want to leave people publicly, but how you want your team represented publicly. If there is anything that is going to be presented with what I do for a living for a team and any of it be, could be construed to be negative or open themselves up for tough questions, I always go to those people and ask them, hey, I'm going to say this, report this, show this, and I want to make sure that's cool with you. We had a meeting a week or so ago, and I felt like I opened the door a little bit for some hard questions on somebody. Right when that meeting was over, I immediately texted them and said, hey, I didn't mean to do that. I am sorry. I should have checked with you first. And it wasn't a big deal. And the person immediately texted me back and said, no, we needed to have that conversation. But I appreciate it. Trust. Trust. How you are presented publicly as a team. You have to understand that as a leader. It is essential that if ideas are being dismissed or belittled during a meeting, it is essential you as a leader to intervene and step up and support them publicly because standards over feelings. I understand you're upset. I understand you're not getting the answers, but this is what she or he has said. And this is, and you have to be prepared going into these meetings. 
you have to be prepared going into these meetings. But you uh, stay on this, this last point. Standing up for your team. Acknowledge the contributions and highlight values of their perspective. Like, so how do you, how do you deflect that a little bit? How do you go into these meetings, support your team publicly, but you've got to, this is a great, this is a great conversation. I hope you're getting something out of it and we only have so much time left, but these ideas are really good as I kind of wrote them down early this morning, but this idea of standing up for your team and just, you know, this idea of being in meetings where you're out there publicly and maybe ideas are being dismissed or belittled during a meeting. And it, you as a leader, it is essential. I'm just reading these notes here that I have. It's essential to intervene and support publicly. And then to acknowledge the contribution and highlight the value of what is being said. Even if it's off a little bit. What she's trying to say, what he's trying to say, and maybe this didn't come out clear, but here's what they're trying to say. And I know you're not getting the answers and I know this isn't what you want to hear, but et cetera. And getting that level of support and standing up for your team and addressing inappropriate behavior and setting a standard and having a culture of environment and leading by example on how you lead people. And the other one is just, uh, you know, being prepared for these meetings. Hey, we're going in to say this, and some people may not like it. I just want you to know, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to present. This is how we're going to lead this. And we need to get out in front of it. And it's going to be a hard conversation. Hey, I got you. I got you. I think you're doing the right thing, saying the right things. If this goes off the rails at all, I'm there with you. I want you to know you're supported and you can trust me to have your back. What's that take? What's it take to have those, to do those things? And then the last point, and then we'll, we'll kind of sign off on this, and I, I really appreciate you listening to this, is just reflect and adapt. It's that simple. You are there to lead people towards greatness, towards results, towards a great professional experience. And you always need to be reflecting and adapting how and why you do things. Live your standards, live your values, cling to them, understand them, recite them. But you've regularly got to evaluate your own leadership approach and consider how you can better protect, support, and serve your team. Don Meyer used to drive in. He's an old legendary basketball coach. He'd drive into work every day and he would be thinking about all 12 members of his team, his staff, his secretary, his trainer, his janitor. What do they need and how can I help? You've got to consider how you can better protect and support and serve your team. You have to figure out how you've got to be in this never-ending state of reflecting on your actions from every meeting and how you can refine your leadership style and strengthen your ability to support and serve your team publicly. Cause then they'll go to bat for you. And it's just the right way to do things. You could say there's, I'm doing it because of this. No, you, you do it that way. Cause it's the right way to treat people and people that are under your care. So there's five or six bullet points. I'm going to try to get into a better rhythm and 
and system of kind of bullet pointed type things. So when you are taking notes, possibly that you've got kind of these five bullet points, right? And, and just to maybe roll through some of these real quick and then we're ended, but just establish that environment, establish that culture, lead by example. I treat you this way. I expect you to treat other people this way. We don't talk to you that way. You won't talk to us that way, or you won't talk to each other that way. And just be prepared. Be prepared for the meetings, the engagements, the sales calls, you know, the presentations, the speeches. Be prepared for those. So you know what's coming and you can support everybody. And address the inappropriate behavior immediately. Nah, that's, that's not how we do things. I understand you're upset. Standards over feelings. And then the last few is just stand up for your team. Stand up for your team as much as possible. Build that trust. Build that care. Let them know that you are with them. And making sure that you acknowledge and support people publicly. And the last one is just reflect and adapt. Always be in this never-ending state of giving yourself feedback, being self-aware, understanding where you're at, understanding how you can protect support and serve your team on a deeper deeper level to get them to their next level of greatness and all that is from the court to the boardroom it's all relevant professionally regardless of industry i hope you enjoyed this podcast like it share it you know comment on it i appreciate uh the support that everybody's done for the podcast it has been a great run here and we'll continue to put some of these out. And again, um, really get out there, protect, serve, support your teams daily and in every meeting. Standards over feelings to quote Ben Newman once more. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you.